We have this new statue here on this occasion of our feast day, and it depicts St. Raphael, the archangel, accompanying Tobiah on his journey. God sent Raphael to help Tobiah, and it even has the fish, which is part of the story. And if you haven't read the book of Tobit, definitely encourage you to take some time this afternoon or this week to sit through and read it. It's pretty amazing of a story to read. Very enjoyable. It has a good lesson from our Saint Raphael that he helps us and is sent by God for our salvation. Before we get to that, I'm going to bless it at the end of this. Um, Let's play a game. You may have heard of it. It's one of those campfire games. It's called Would You Rather? So there's a series of questions, and I'll ask you to raise your hand based on your answer. Would you rather dine alone or watch a movie by yourself? So dine alone, watch a movie by yourself. Yeah. Would you rather have more money or more time? More money, more time. Oh, good, nobody put both hands up. (laughs) Would you rather know when you're going to die or where you're going to die? So when, where. Would you rather always get stuck in traffic or always have a terribly slow internet connection? Traffic, internet, yeah. Would you rather live forever with an eyelash in your eye or spinach in your teeth? Eyelash, spinach. Here's the last one. It's a bit over the top and impossible, but I found this one. Would you rather have a head the size of a tennis ball or the size of a beach ball? Tennis ball, beach ball. Need a strong neck for that, though. I think we get the point. Some of these are simply to see their personality. They show our personality. Others have two horribly equal options, and they're hard to answer. And the last one was hyperbolic, meaning an exaggeration to make a point. Now here's one based on the story of St. Raphael, Tobit, and Tobiah. No need to raise your hand. Would you rather lose your sight from bird droppings falling in your eyes and then years later have them healed using fish guts, which all happened to Tobit? Or would you rather have to burn nasty-smelling rotten fish guts in the bedroom on your wedding night like Tobiah did in order to expel the demons from his bride? Fish guts or fish guts? Now, Going even further, I think we can look at the gospel in a similar way. Formed as questions, the words of Jesus are hyperbolic. He uses them not literally, but to prove a point. So here. Would you rather cause a little one who believes in Jesus to sin or have a great millstone wrapped around your neck and thrown into the sea? A little bit different kind of question. How do we set an example for our children along the path to holiness, right? How do we as a society encourage one another to holiness? 
Would you rather sin with your hand and go into Gehenna, into the unquenchable fire? Or would you rather cut off your hand, your hand and go through life maimed? Now, don't cut off your hand, but what are our hands involved in? Is it worth it? Would you rather enter into life crippled after cutting off one foot? Or would you rather be thrown into Gehenna with two feet? Don't literally chop off your feet, but where do our feet bring us? Is it worth it? Would you rather pluck out your eye and enter into the kingdom of God with only one eye? Or would you rather be thrown into Gehenna with two eyes, where a worm does not die and fire is not quenched, as our Lord describes it? Don't literally pluck out your eye, but where, what do we let our eyes see? The eyes, the windows to our soul. Maybe we need to pluck out an app or some streaming service, whatever it might be. You see, Jesus is trying to make it clear to his listeners which path are they on? Which path do they desire to follow? Which path would we rather walk? We're either walking with Christ and with one another on the way to heaven, or where are we walking? Are we walking the other direction? Jesus is saying this because he loves us and he does not want to see us lost to hell. The Catechism of the Church describes, defines hell as eternal separation from God. Separation from God in whom alone we can possess the life and happiness for which we were created and for which we truly desire. We can't find eternal life and happiness anywhere else. And those, to, and those who to the end of their lives refuse to believe and be converted, says the Catechism, and who die in a state of mortal sin, themselves choose separation from God. Those in hell don't want to be with God. But Jesus wants us to be with him and to be with the angels and the saints. That is what we are meant for, union with our Lord. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to make that possible for us, to bring us back into union with our God. We have first been loved and forgiven, so we in turn, so we in turn can give that love back. And an authentic love of God would then lead to a strong distaste for anything that would go against that. In the spiritual realm, which we don't see with our eyes, but we know is there, we are in a world where there is sin and temptation abounding and where there is a great spiritual battle being fought for our souls, a battle between demons and angels. Demons being the fallen angels. We heard about them being casted out in the beginning of our gospel today. And angels those who remained obedient to God. One of the greatest tricks of the devil is to trick us into thinking that sin is better than following Christ. It might sound like, oh, come on, wouldn't you rather? 
but it's not, as Jesus make cl- makes clear with his examples. Among many powerful modes of help that God gives us to help us come to him, such as grace and the sacraments and the community of the church, God also sends his angels to help us that we might follow Jesus on the path to heaven. We have our guardian angels, of course, but we also call upon the archangels. The archangels Raphael, Michael, and Gabriel, and there's four more that we don't know their names. The archangels are the chief angels involved with helping God carry out his plan of salvation. So anything they do in regards to us is to save us in union with Jesus that Jesus accomplished on the cross. God sends the angels to help carry out his plan of salvation. That's why God sent Raphael to help Tobiah to choose the path of righteousness. Here at this parish, we're given the special patronage of St. Raphael. Raphael is the patron of travelers, of the blind, of bodily ills, happy meetings, nurses, medical workers, and physicians. In our contact with St. Raphael, we can ask him for help in any area, of course, but I think as the patron of travelers, give special significance to ask Raphael to protect us on our way to God. To protect us and guide us as disciples on the way, striving along the path of holiness. We're going to do that right now in a particular way as I say a brief prayer of blessing over this new statue, which depicts, as I said, Tobiah helping, or Raphael helping Tobiah. And we pray that Raphael will pray for us before the throne of God. Pray for that grace to say yes to God's love and forgiveness and grace. We pray that God will send Raphael to help each one of us to navigate those would-you-rather moments on our way to Jesus. Lord, today we praise you for the gifts of the Spirit bestowed on St. Raphael, in whose honor we dedicate this statue. May we follow in the footsteps of the Lord, keeping before us the example of St. Raphael, and grow to a maturity measured not by nature, but by the fullness of Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Amen.